and welcome to another episode of Sharings with Shama. I am really happy to be back. I had one week's break. I took like a, a week off doing anything creative, more or less, except being in the sun and um, having a swim. And I feel today, I feel really excited to be back. Isn't I, I, that's amazing. I, I really feel like this is my job now. This is what I do for Fridays. I record a podcast. And I think it was also very, very good because, you know, I want to say this in the beginning. This is not a scientific podcast. I'm not a therapist. I'm just me contemplating or having an inquiry, uh, you know, about the topic most often in my life. And I pick things from my life because I think life is a learning process. How, you know, um, the years they build up and every one day at a time it becomes a life. And there is like now 53 years of experience in me. And I'm beginning to think that it's quite useful for the years to come. So I am now in a point in my life where I feel rela relationships and relating to people is what brings me the most. It brings me the most joy, it brings me the most pain, it brings me the most happiness, the most sadness, it brings me the most, you know, relationships and relating with people adds all flavor in my life. That and nature, I would say. And the dogs, of course. But just to to have this, this gift of being able to relate and get to know people and get to know new people and to interact with old people, old friends and family and what comes up and to mirror myself, how am I doing? Am I, you know, what do you say... Uh, evaluate no not evaluating what do you say when you're am I growing or am I on a decline how am I it's with other people I get to measure myself you know did I learn something the last time or am I still at the same position as I was a few years back and today I want to talk to you about being hurt I think this is this is probably one of the most common topics in our lives when we relate to people. It's like almost every relationship, sooner or later, we come to a point where we are hurt. And or we hurt someone. I don't think any human being can avoid this. And now I'm not talking about grief. I'm not talking about loss. I'm not talking about that kind of hurt. I'm talking about someone does or says something to us and we feel hurt. Or we feel that they hurt us. I am sure that all of you know what I'm talking about. At times we hurt other people. There are times when we do it on purpose because we are hurt 
So it's like a chain reaction. First, someone, probably by mistake, hurt us. We feel hurt. So we punish the other person by hurting them back. And I think that this is one of the things that we think is relation, you know, relating to each other. We relate to each other by this ping pong game of, you know, being uh, the one who is hurt and being the one who is hurting the other. And just this spring, this corona spring, so much has happened in my life. I can just observe, monitor, you know, feel into things. There are really subtle things, but so much has happened in when it comes to relationship. And there are so many, um, you know, this being hurt or hurting someone is like an ingredient in many of these relationships that I have. It's like almost normal that we have these feelings. And I decided to, I'm not going to, when I feel hurt, I'm not going to just react and act upon it. I need to find what's inside of it. Because every time I feel hurt, there is something different to be learned. And when we feel hurt, the normal reaction, when I say normal, is like the, the easiest way out when we are hurt, is actually to separate. So the challenge that we face every time we feel hurt is how can I stay connected? How can this situation not cause separation? And I think that if we start with, and now remember, I am having an inquiry here. I don't have any answers. I don't know any more than you knew. I'm just like super curious about this. And I'm super curious what happened in my life this week, for example. And um, I think that the easiest way when we feel hurt is to separate ourselves or to remove the other person. And we do that by reacting. And often this is so by instinct that we just do it. We just defend ourselves. We just throw something back at someone when we feel this pain. And it goes, everything passes so fast. Sometimes we don't even notice it, but we have a really bad feeling in our stomach. Or someone says something to us and we feel, you know, that that person uh, devalued us or uh, that person um, attacked us or that person, you know, um, disrespected us, whatever. And we feel this and then we kind of space out of the conversation we're not really present anymore because we are so full of this feeling that this person said this to me and that pain takes over the conversation. It takes me over so I can, I can just see it's like this feeling of hurt, this feeling of pain becomes like an, uh, a creature that kind of wraps me up. And all of a sudden, I can't engage in the situation. Maybe I numb myself. I just kind of... Or 
I just leave and I say I need to go home or whatever. There are so many dysfunctional reactions to this that most often is a mistake. If we can kind of just play with the thought that no one is evil. No one has an intention to hurt us. People are good. If we play with this and we say, this is the world we live in. People are good. People love each other. No one wants to hurt us. Everyone wants the best for everyone. And at times, we do things that hurt other people. So this is the world we live in. Occasionally, we are the ones to get hurt, and sometimes other people are the ones that we, by mistake, hurt. It's just like this is life. We are human. Uh, we make mistakes. We don't have an intention behind hurting people. The problem here that I see is that things that people do or say by mistake and not by intention to hurt still hurt us. And they still have the possibility to hurt us so bad that we react in a way that can actually be lethal. It can actually jeopardize our lives and other people's lives. And I can say, um, I can say just two examples when I know that this kind of hurt or situation actually got consequences that was way beyond what the person, the action, the mistake or whatever, you know, not even a mistake maybe. And I can say that five years ago uh, when I tried to commit suicide, one trigger, one chain in this chain reaction was a friend that stood me up, not because she intended to, not because she was not my friend, because she forgot. She forgot that we were meeting. She forgot that she was coming to stay over at my place. And I was so hurt. I got totally, you know, I sank down in a black hole of just pain. And the next morning I couldn't get out of that black hole. And I realized that this is such a such a terrible state of mind. I am not allowing myself to be in that state again. I cannot be that unstable, you know, that other people can't make mistakes because then I might become so dark in my mood. My thoughts become so negative, so I lose all my joy for life, and I try to commit suicide. We, we can't be in that state. So I need to have my mental health okay, that no one by mistake can hurt me, so I become, a, what do you say, self-harming act. And I think that this is really, really important, because I think that behind most addictions behind most self-harming and self-destructive behavior is a pain. And at times when this pain becomes too much, one person's tiny mistake can be what 
you know, kind of pushes us over the edge. And that's not okay. Because we won't only ruin our lives, our family's life, we will ruin that person's life. Which means that we are human, we must be able to make mistakes, which means that we, as fellow human beings, we need to keep ourselves in such good mental health state that no one can hurt us with a mistake so that we actually become self-harming and self-destructive. Another um, example of this is I made a mistake this spring. I, you know, I had a depression and a few weeks into weeks into my depression, I had a friend. She had also um, issues and my ability to focus and to remember things and keep things in my head was not good which meant that I was living one day at a time. So I just, um, and she texted me, I think, yeah, it was a Wednesday. She texted me like, hi, how are you doing? And so on. And I said, actually, today I'm doing better. And uh, tomorrow I'm going to do this and that. And on Friday, I'm having lunch with my friend Miriam. And she texted me back and she said, are you having fr lunch with Miriam on Friday? I thought we were hanging out on Friday. And I was immediately, my next response to her was, oh, my bad, I'll cancel that lunch. I forgot, I'm so, so sorry. The chain reaction that followed from that was that she took a relapse and began to drink alcohol again. She got so disappointed at me and became so hurt and it came back a lot of you always do this and you are never trustworthy and this and that and I just felt like no that's not really me and I did everything in my capacity to make it good I went over to her place the same day uh, you know banged on the door I had a little gift with me I called her she didn't answer she blocked me so this whole thing that i forgot that we were hanging out ended up that she relapsed into alcohol and cut me off and said if you ever contact me again I will call the police and I just I just stood there you know thinking two days later what the fuck happened here I forgot something I am deep into depression I forgot something here and the result is that I lost a friend and also if I ever contact her again she's gonna call the police and I felt like my action and the result what is this about and it sounds totally insane but I can relate. I can relate to the pain. The pain that makes us take steps that are so much bigger than what caused the pain this time. There's so much pain behind. And I feel that instead of, you know, cutting me off, instead of blocking me, I couldn't get through, you know, and um, instead of these big, big things, just... To say, Shama, I got really, really sad now. And 
let me, you know, if she would have let me make it up to her somehow, you know, just go over there and hug her or, you know, be with her in this pain and apologize, but she couldn't. Her pain was bigger. So her pain guided the way and it broke up our friendship. We haven't spoken since then. It's like three months ago. And uh, that's another incident when someone's, you know, mental state of mind affects and becomes lethal. And honestly, I don't know how she's doing. I haven't heard from her since then. And it's super sad, but it caused a big, big, big separation. My friend, who kind of, uh, quote, stood me up, unquote, um, and then I tried to commit suicide, she was like one part of a lot of things happening, going on. She and I are good friends. We have talked. I have apologized for putting her in that situation. And I feel I can't, I can't have that unstable mental health. You know, I can't be that vulnerable that someone can hurt me so bad by a mistake that I take a self-harming, self-destructive step. And I have also friends on Instagram who begin to drink because someone stood them up or someone failed them and, you know... Uh, it's just like these little things my boyfriend did this she said that and you know that people should respect you more that by doing this you disrespect me and so on and I just feel that we are living like in a ping pong game of hurt and hurting each other and this gotta stop we need to stop and I'm not an expert in this I'm really, really, really not an expert in this. But I'm trying to take every hurt feeling in me and kind of take it like a little gift, like a little, uh, you know, piece of jewelry that, oh, fuck, you just told me this. That was really painful. Okay, thank you. And I sit there in the middle of the conversation feeling really, really hurt. And I'm like spacing out. I'm doing all the things that I normally do. My reactions come. I try to kind of stay there, focus, but the whole vibe maybe changes and I need to go home and I need to recollect myself. And then I come back the next morning and I say, do you know what? Something happened yesterday when you told me this. I can give you an example. Because I, I have such an, um, what I think, I think it's an interesting life. At least it's a very, very fun, fun life. And um, I, it's very, very rare these days that I go on a Tinder date. But I matched with a guy and we decided to meet after midsummer and to, to just go for a walk with the dogs. So we met on Wednesday last week. No, the day before last week. We met on Wednesday and we just sat down in a park on a bench with the dogs and they were running around free and we had a really good time. We had such a great conversation and he was super cool, very, you know, laid back and and I was also, as myself, super cool, very laid back. 
No, I'm kidding. Anyhow, we had like a good vibe. And he asked me, do you want to go for a swim tomorrow morning? Because the weather in Sweden was beautiful. So, so beautiful. And I said, yes, of course, that would be lovely. So I just jumped on my bike in the next morning and we took the bikes, went down to have a swim and I made coffee and we sat there drinking coffee and we spoke and we spoke about things. And he told me that he was on a boot camp, he said. He's going to like psychoanalysis, analysis. Oh, okay, whatever. And he's doing this four days a week, has done it for two years because he wants to relate in a better way with women because he sees women as victims. And I thought that's really, really interesting. So, of course, we began to discuss things and relationships and so on. And he said, I mean, for instance, this Monday, like two days ago, I met a woman. We went out to have dinner. And that was an amazing date. That was such an amazing date. And what happened during that meeting, that was just so incredible. And normally, I would feel like this is my, this is my next woman. But now, since I'm on this training, you know, trying to relate, so now I've decided, like, now, no, you don't go go far ahead now. You have to meet more people. You have to meet, you know, um, so don't, don't hook up with her. And I said, okay, but if that was so amazing, why didn't you cancel the date on me, with me, on Wednesday? And then he said, no, but, you, you know, I'm really in this training. I feel like I need to relate better with women. So uh, I thought it was a good idea to meet you. And I just felt like this pain. I felt this pain. I felt hurt. I really, really felt hurt. And I spaced out and kind of said, I think I need to go home now. And da, 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 da. And we took the bikes and we went home. And then... The whole day I had this feeling of being hurt. And I just, something in this conversation, something in this was not right. And the next morning he asked, do you want to go for a swim? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And immediately when he said that he had the most amazing date on Monday, I, I you know, realized, okay, that's not my kind of guy. It's like, if, if I'm his second best, that's not, then, okay, good, we know I'm not your, your woman, good. And so we met the next day, and I told him, can I speak for 10 minutes and you just listen because I have something I want to share? And he said, sure. And then I told him that when you said yesterday that you had the most amazing date and that you were now just meeting women uh, because you are in a training phase, you know, I just felt like, you know, another plate or, you know, the next dish on the table. I felt very, very, you know, um, devalued. I, I felt really bad. You, you left me with a really bad feeling that I was like nobody important. And I also wonder, why did you tell me this? What was it in you that you felt like, I really want to tell this woman that I had an amazing date on Monday and now I'm sitting here with you. Uh, I did not get these amazing comments. You know, why did you have to tell me? What was your purpose? Why did you say it? Because I want to tell you that it actually hurt me. What, what happened yesterday actually hurt me. And I just want to say that. 
And he spoke and he said, you are absolutely right. All of a sudden, I saw you as a victim and I minimized you by saying, by telling this story. So, uh, because I said, it's like, I really felt you put me in the friend zone immediately. And that was that. She was the attractive one and I was in the friend zone. And he said, you are totally right. This is the way I have with women. This is how I do it. It's almost impossible for me to not, you know, minimize a woman. And my ways, how I do it, I don't even recognize it myself. And you are absolutely right. There was no reason for me to tell you about that Monday date. And I'm so sorry. I apologize for hurting you. And after that, I got to say, I got to share about my pain. He took it in and he understood. He didn't defend his behavior. He really took it in and he said, I'm sorry, that was not right by me. I felt really after that, him and I have become friends. It's like something shifted. So instead of this feeling, this guy, I don't want to see him again. That's not my type of guy. By sharing this experience of me being hurt, by him listening to it, taking it in, and really being sorry for hurting me, saying that was, you know, in a way, it was not his intention to hurt me, but he minimized me. He said so. I looked, all of a sudden, I saw you as a victim because that's how I look upon women, and I'm so sorry. And I don't know, at least three times since that. we only known each other for like two weeks. Um, I'm kidding. <laughs> Eight days, at least three times, he had said, thank you. I'm so grateful for having you in my life. I feel that I can be myself. I feel you respect me, and I feel... I don't have to be, you know, afraid of making mistakes. Because this is also one thing. He is on a path where he wants to relate in a better way, in a more respectful way with women. And, of course, he's going to make mistakes. And if he makes mistakes and I say, fuck you, asshole, what did we learn? We separate. We go separate ways with no lesson learned. I mean, of course you learn that if you do this, this is... No, most likely, if I, if I hadn't said anything, if I just would, you know, ghost him, just not answer his text, he would not have learned anything. And me neither. I would not have learned to actually, when I feel hurt, I need to speak from that pain. I need to speak from exactly that pain. Let that pain talk and tell, this is how I felt. You made me feel unattractive. You made me feel less valued. And to speak from that pain. I think that this is the way. I really, really think that this is the way that if we instead protect, instead of protecting ourselves and defending our pain, we let the pain speak. And I think the best 
best way because I, we are not super, you know, humans. We are we are only humans, which means that Gurdjieff he said that uh, whenever he felt affected, he took twenty four hours before he responded, and that meant that he never he never needed to respond. You know, when he felt attacked or you know something, when he felt pain. Um, like this which means that often we can process our pain ourselves just go back take 24 hours and think about what happened did he mean to do that is he an evil person why did she etc etc because we need to also honor the pain in us because the pain has a path to the truth the pain is actually, if you look at the pain and see the pain as a highway to the trauma in our past, maybe we have like one million different little paths. Maybe we have two highways. Maybe we have one highway and we have 10 roads and we have 200 small paths, you know, to, to traumas in our background. And whenever pain comes and we feel hurt, you can see that, okay, this is a road or this is a highway that goes all the way back to 1987 or 2003. And it takes some investigation, it takes some inquiry to actually find the right way to proceed depending on which road kind of was triggered because I feel that if we don't do it we end up more hurt when we end up more hurt we become more defensive we become less trusting we expect to be hurt more and we cause more separation we separate ourselves more we become less social you know we we have less friends because we, we begin to expect people to hurt us. Because this is how it normally happens. And I think it takes just one or two or three exercises, like I did this week, to break the patterns. And the good thing, I think that also, I believe in God. I believe that there are no coincidences on this planet. So when I was just, you know... Um, talking this morning after I shared this with this new friend and we had a really good conversation about it Uh, and I felt like wow that was a breakthrough it was a breakthrough for me to speak from my pain and let the pain be heard and not cut him off and it was a breakthrough for him also to, to see me. I'm a human being. She's not only a woman, uh, like a victim. She is a, a person. And af- in the afternoon that day, um, I still have this man in the US uh, that I love. And because of Corona, he, he's stuck there. We won't meet for, I don't know. Uh, and it's very, very... You know, it's difficult to keep a relationship ongoing when we don't even know if 
and when and how we're going to meet. But anyhow, I normally I check in and then the Florida cases, they ramped up and I I just felt like I need to send him a text. Maybe it was a couple of weeks before ago since we had a chat and I sent him a text and I just asked if he was okay and uh, that I I love him. And then I sent him a picture of me because he had said that please even if I don't answer, send me pictures of you because they may always make me happy. So I sent him a picture of me and... No, I just sent him the text, are you okay? I heard that the, the cases, the corona cases in Florida increased a lot. And he answered, all is well, I hope you're well too. And then I sent him the picture and he sent me a thumbs up. I got a thumb like and do you know what happened I broke down and cried I got so sad I was like in the supermarket I had to just pay my tears were streaming down my face and I just texted him and I said you moved on and I I felt this pain this pain you know it was really it was so so painful and he answered me and he said, Shama, I love you so much, but this is not doable for me. I need to focus on my, my, my family here and my kids. And, and I, it's painful. And he said, it's painful for me. I can't really handle this situation. And I cried and I cried. I couldn't stop crying. I was like, and I just sent him a voice message and I said, do you know what? If you give me a thumbs up, it means I'm a nobody. Please be quiet. Say nothing. But don't give me a thumbs up. Don't give me like a namaste prayer. Or, you know... Because that, that's what you, what you do to people who don't matter. And I got so sad. And I just spoke to him from this sadness. And I said, you know what? You can be quiet for the rest of your life. Don't ever talk to me again. But don't give me that kind of stupid emojis, you know, because it means I'm a nobody. And he texted me, and you know what he said? <laughs> and this is like something. That's why I decided to make this, this talk. He said, I'm so sorry, sorry for my me being so insensitive. And it's just that I love you so much that when I see you, I just break. He's like, I just break and hurt people hurt people and I like okay hurt people hurt people so he acknowledged it you know that the thumb was there because he was hurt he was hurt and it turned out he was hurt me being in Sweden having such a good time all the happy photos everything is beautiful warm nice lovely and he is really in a different bad position and he is hurt he's hurting and it hurts him to see me having a good time and he just gave me a thumbs up like okay good for you uh, and I just felt him saying fuck you and it was actually true and when he said hurt people hurt hurt people and I'm so so sorry I just realized that's that's kind of the the whole origin of this that when we are hurting ourselves we hurt other people and that's the other thing so 
I want to just address this, that we have one situation when our mistakes hurt people. And then we have another situation when our hurt feelings hurt other people, when we give back because we are hurt. And the first part of this, we can't do anything about. When we make mistakes and without intention, people get hurt. Then we can take responsibility for it and apologize. Of course. If the person who, who is hurt won't accept our apology, there will be situations when that person is going to hurt us back. And one way to hurt us back is to cut us off. Maybe that's the most used path when someone is hurt, is to actually punish the one who they think hurt them by cutting that person off. And this is also, you know, the silent treatment. Uh, I think many, many, many of us are also, we grew up like this, that if we did not do, if we did not perform, act, say, do, behave, as our parents wanted and expected us to do, they cut us off. So it started already early, 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 that if we didn't, you know, um, kind of adapt or adjust to someone else's expectations they cut us off so we became like masters of this and we learned that if people make mistakes we cut them off if people hurt us we cut them off and I think some of us are making this into an art almost and this goes you know from all to to just blocking people, cutting people off, um, saying that people are useless, worthless assholes, or, um, you know, setting limits. Um, you did that to me, and I need to declare that by doing that, you disrespected me, and therefore you can't be my friend anymore. And, I mean, there are so many ways a hurt person can either punish him or herself or the one they feel hurt them. And none of the responses is healthy. None. To take it on and to be a victim, you know, no one loves me, uh, um, she just, she's just with me because out of pity and she doesn't really like me and of course she stood me up and uh, because I'm, I'm just so worthless I can just go and kill myself. Or like typical her, she always stands me up and now I'm just going to say fuck you, I'm not going to be your friend anymore. It's just like none of this these reactions is healthy it's a totally different story if you are with an asshole and you for once in your life set the limit and say no this is not okay for me this is not what we're talking about we're talking about the space 
the victim space, when we are so easily hurt, what kind of waiting, expecting, and our relationships mirror that state. That's the kind of relationships we are going to end up with, people hurting us if we expect to be hurt. And I'm thinking, my life has changed so much. I have gone from a place where I've been a victim, when I felt unworthy, unlovable, no good, you know. I have felt all of these negative feelings, had these negative thoughts of my whole life, and other people's behavior has confirmed that. I did not have many friends, and I was always, you know, didn't trust people. And and I can feel that my relationships has mirrored my inner state. And now, thank God, I am in in a different place. I'm in a different space. I have self-confidence. I don't think I'm a, a useless piece of shit. I think I'm a good person. I think I have things to contribute with. I do mistakes, and I take responsibility for them. I try to be a good friend. I try to be a good parent. I really navigate, and if I feel pain and hurt, I really investigate into it. I work so hard, you know, to to kind of get this thing called life. And my relationships today mirror that. They actually are a reflection of my interior. And the question is, what did I do? How can more of us go from a space, a place where we are easy to hurt? How can we go from a place where we take the bottle or we take a pill or, you know, or we cut people off Uh, We cut ourselves, we, you know, engage in self-destructing behavior or uh, we seek relationships that are dangerous to us to confirm, you know, that we're no good. Everything out of this comes from a low self-worth, a low self-esteem, a low level of self-love. And how can we get out of there? The way out is not to separate. I'm thinking like this, that every road, if, if you, say, you say something and you accidentally push a button in me that triggers a path, a highway, let's say a highway to when I was three, you know, and I was bullied or whatever. And this pain, I have no idea what highway, what road is triggered. I have no idea what trauma or memory. I just feel the pain. I just feel the pain that, okay, when you said that to me, I felt like, oh, okay, so I'm not important. I felt like I'm not important. I mean, she can just, she doesn't care if I, if I don't show up. And this feeling, you know, something happens and for me it becomes a thought string and I immediately 
project a lot of you know ideas and thinking and stuff on that person into that person's head what that person thinks of me and it's just a lot of things happening and I feel the pain and I don't want to feel the pain so I try to kind of make the situation you know uh, what do you say um, correct it in my brain or or you know how can I get this pain to go away an easy way out is to to f- say fuck fuck you fuck off you know uh, there are so many ways to separate you can kind of say pretend that everything is okay but the vibe changed and then you go home and you do something destructive or you call a friend and you gossip and you say this person did that to me today and hasn't she done that to you too and isn't she a bad person and so you feel better there are so many ways and we know them all to feel better and to separate us from that person in a try to separate us from the pain and you know what it's not working the same pain is going to be triggered in a new situation with another person or with the same person because the wound is not healed it's still there whatever wound of you know not being worth as much is still there the feeling of being unworthy that was triggered perhaps and the thing is that instead we take this like this pain and you feel like oh fuck that hurt okay interesting the i think the more we practice the better we are to take it to be able to take it in the moment in the situation to just say oh i just want to say that when you said that i just felt this pain and i felt like not so valued i just want to say that maybe that person said oh but that was not my intention at all i'm so sorry most likely that person will say that because if we are authentic and we just express what we feel in the moment there is not you know much building up there is not much tension building up there are no strange vibes coming there are no thoughts you know entering and even if we don't speak everybody knows the truth the truth what is happening between us in this energy field that calls this called relationship is still there so even if we don't speak we take our pain and we go home and we gossip with a friend trust me the person who said that comment knows that person knows fuck why did i say that that wasn't really really perfect So I think the better we are at taking it in the moment the less negative energy and vibe and separation we cause. So I'm thinking that if we can take every little hurt and just feel into it and at least practice go home take 24 hours and understand that okay if i share this with a friend if i gossip about it i'm causing separation if i uh, go home if i cut that person off i'm not showing up for breakfast tomorrow that we decided 
I'm causing separation. If I engage in self-harming behavior, I drink or I overeat or, you know, whatever I do, I am actually causing separations to, towards myself. So by closing the gap with someone else, we're not only closing the gap to that person, we are also coming closer to our essence. I think that for every pain, there is actually a big step to be taken towards that person and also towards our essence. Because when we acknowledge the pain, we don't cut it off, you know, we're not diminishing it. We are like looking at it and say, oh, that here's my pain, okay? I want to share about my pain. Hey friend, I want to share about my pain. This happened. And also to share about the pain in a way that is not aggressive, that is not attacking, that comes from a place where our intention is love and not separation. I have had this happen to me several times where a person comes to me and say, hey, I need to share some something with you. And I say, okay, immediately I become nervous. Immediately I feel this stress and my belly starts to, you know, feel weird. And this person say, is saying, you know what, when you did that two weeks ago and we were at that dinner and then you made a joke about me and that was really, really hurtful. And I just feel I need to put the limit here and say that the way that you did that, that is actually how you often do it. And I can't accept that behavior. And I need to tell that because I need to, to respect my boundaries in a very hard, kind of aggressive, what, what she felt was fact, factual. But the thing is, it wasn't. It was so passively aggressive. And I was super scared. I got really like, whoa, ah, I don't know what to do with all this information, you know. And I felt like it was a hen out of a feather. And that too ended up in separation because I didn't know what to do with her so-called information that I was a bad person because it more or less came down to that I was a bad person. It was not about, you know, it was not expressed to me in a way where I had any chance to do anything except, you know, bow down deep on my knees and said, I'm so sorry, I will never ever do that again please forgive me and back out of, of the room without any self-dignity left in a way it was a situation where she stood on top of me she was superior said you're a bad person and and it caused separation I had no no chance to to respond in any other way than to just like you know crawl out <laughs> of the room and then I just felt like this relationship is very uncomfortable for me because it makes me so insecure and it caused separation. So I'm thinking that there are two, to kind of sum it up, 
This is an inquiry. It's not a, um, a guidebook in a way. It's just like me talking to myself about my experience. And I want to express that I just want us to not be so hurt that people can't make mistakes around us. We must build our mental, emotional, our emotional muscles that we know we are, even if someone makes a mistake, if someone stands us up, or if someone says um, something not super nice to us, we must have this emotional kind of muscles that we don't break down. We can't be this vulnerable that other people can hurt us with their mistakes. And we have to also be curious about what is actually happening here. Is there an opportunity here? I feel pain. There's an opportunity. Interesting. What is the opportunity? I remember Shama said something about pain, an opportunity to heal. Okay, what is that? What the fuck did she mean by that? This hurts like hell. I just want to tell Axel to go fuck himself forever and never ever come back. And that was obviously not the way, so what is the way? Okay, sit with it for a while, contemplate, don't react, don't react, don't react. Just feel into this pain and let the pain speak. And the pain may say, when he said that, I felt unloved. I felt diminished. Okay, how come? Did he mean that? Maybe he did. Maybe he has an attitude. Maybe he was like my friend. Maybe he has an attitude. And he needs to actually also receive a gift back from you saying do you know what when you say that to me when you call me uh, my little my little um, poofy poofy you make me feel like a baby and actually I'm a grown woman I'm 52 please I understand that you think it's super cute but you make me feel so small and tiny and like a baby and it's it's not really comfortable Okay, and to find a way to express, you know, in an authentic and kind and loving way. I think it's also so important that we communicate from a platform of love. If we can't communicate from a platform of love when we give feedback, when we are hurt, if we feel that we still want to say, fuck you, asshole, but we don't. We use nicer words, but our vibe is, fuck you, asshole. If we are passively aggressive, it's not the way. So we really, I know this is a challenge, and I'm going to practice it forever, never, 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 never. Every new opportunity that comes, I'm going to practice it. I had like one stupid little incident with a friend at midsummer. Uh, she put uh, washing up liquid, you know, for, for hand washing in the dishwasher. And the bubbles just spread out like, woo. And I wanted to stop the machine and empty the machine from water uh, to save the machine. But she got super upset with me. And she said, stop it. I know how to do this. Stop it. We just let it be. I've done this before. And she was so harsh in her comment that I got super sad. I just wanted to help, and she said, stop it, in a very, very hard hard way. Just, 
And I got so sad and I felt this pain, this hurt. And I just, you know, spaced out. Ten minutes later, I was totally gone from the situation. I was super sad. And then she said, Shama, I'm so sorry I yelled at you. I'm so sorry. And I began to cry. <laughs> and I cried and I said, I got really scared. I I wanted to help, but I got really scared when you yelled at me. And I just wanted to help. And and she said, I'm so sorry. It's just that I've done this at least three times. And every time it just works out by itself. And I just like, okay. So I cried a little and then we hugged and we were okay. But if she wouldn't have said anything, I don't know if I, from that hurt space, you know, at least not that hour, because I got so hurt. And I was sitting there. It's amazing how hurt I can be by a harsh comment from a friend, a dear, dear friend. And I realized that even in the best of relationships, things will go wrong because we are human. And it's really like, if we also, we go back to this, that we are humans, we are all loving each other, we want the best for each other, we have no bad intentions. And if we base even our hurt feeling from that standpoint, and if we can remember also, hurt people hurt people. That's actually how it is. So we can perhaps stop this ping-pong effect of hurt bouncing back and forth. For all we do is cause separation. And the one that becomes the most separated is us. I mean, I almost succeeded with killing myself out of being hurt. That was what pushed me over the edge. And when I say it can be lethal, I think that actually the feeling of hurt is behind a lot of suicide, a lot of ODs, a lot of relapses into drugs or alcohol. So we need to care for it. We need to understand that we can't walk around wounded as we do. We need to. And if the way to do that, you know, the way to heal, I think just taking one small hurt and working on that one, you know, looking into it and working on it like a, an exercise. Okay, I got a gift. Someone hurt me. Okay, it's a gift. And then you work it as an exercise. And I think for every time we do this, we heal ourselves. We return to our essence. And we are not so easily hurt the next time because we realize that people make mistakes they have good you know they love us they want the best for us especially our friends so is there a conclusion here is there something um i want to see if i forgot something um No, I don't think so. I just know that it's so important. And also, of course, on the one hand, because we are we are going to carry this both. Sometimes we are the one who hurts someone. Sometimes we are the ones hurting. And when we hurt someone, 
that's also very, very, very easy to notice because the vibe changes. And we know when we say a comment that isn't kind, that isn't loving, perhaps we say a truth that no one asked for, for example, we can apologize. And if we don't do it in the moment, we can do it later. If we feel we hurt someone, we shouldn't wait until that person comes to us. Even if it was a mistake. Just do what we can to make it right again. If we can't make it right because that person is too hurt, then it it's not about us, you know. There's something deeper. And then that person actually needs to work on that. So there are like two sides. We are relating here. We are growing. And one day at a time builds a whole life. And I'm thinking, I have 53 years more perhaps. Maybe I'm going to be 106. Imagine how much I can learn. Imagine how much I can grow. Imagine how many times I'm going to be hurt. Is oh wow. And I will do my very, very best to take every hurt feeling as a gift and see how can I heal this? How can I heal this? How can we not separate? How can we come closer through what happened right now? One mistake can become a big, big gift. Okay, guys, that's what I have today. It feels lovely to be back. I am really, really happy. It feels like I'm back on the horse again. It was not a long break. It was one week, but still, it was a break. And I also want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for all the birthday greetings this week. It was lovely. This was my fifth sober birthday. And... uh, It was honestly my best birthday ever. Can you imagine that? My 53rd birthday was the best one ever. And for that, I'm really, really grateful. Okay, I love you. I hope you're well. I hope life treats you well. And um, I really, truly hope that we will come out on the other side of Corona together less separated I love you Puss